from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast Since the schools have also reopened we have noticed that there were some schools in Noida and Ghaziabad who reported at least about 20 uh, students who and teachers of course uh, they they were positive and the schools were also shut तरह की चिंता की जरूरत होगी अगर कोई भी तो हम सारे स्टेप्स उठाएंगे अभी घबराने की कोई खास बात नहीं है Over the past week there's been a steady rise in the number of cases of covid-19 being reported in some states Delhi, Uttar Pradesh and Haryana have reported a small spike in cases leading to worries that another wave of cases is imminent. Authorities like Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal are among those who've attempted to calm nerves by saying there's nothing to worry about yet. However, this time we're seeing a sudden spike in cases among school children in the three states. A few schools in Delhi, Noida and Gurugram that reopened for physical classes earlier this month reported students and teachers falling ill with the virus this in turn has prompted calls from some worried parents for schools to go back to offering online classes so far the delhi government has said it would leave these decisions to the schools schools ko humne yahi kaha hai ki agar kahin kisi bacche ko maan lijiye covid hota hai ya kisi ek particular wing ko main kisi teacher ko jo alag alag classes mein gayi hai unko covid paya jata hai to aap उस विंग को या उस क्लास को टेम्परेली बंद कर दें कुछ दिन के लिए जब डिसीजन लेके उसके बाद फिर से खोल दें पूरा स्कूल बंद करने के लिए हमने नहीं कहा अगर जरूरत पड़े कहीं ऐसा लगे कि एक टीचर पूरे स्कूल में गए या प्रिंसिपल को होता है या किसी ऐसे व्यक्ति को होता है ज्यादा स्कूल के लोगों के संपर्क में आया वहां डिसीजन ले सकते हैं तो इसको हमने पूरी तरह से डिसेंट्राइज करके कहा डॉक्टर शाहिद जमील इज वेरी मच इन एग्रीमेंट विद दिस स्ट्रेटेजी Dr Jamil who's a visiting professor at Ashoka University and a fellow at OCIS and Green Templeton College at Oxford University recently wrote a column in the Times of India on how India would need to deal with the virus in the coming days My colleague Rema Nagarajan spoke with him and Dr Jamil explained why shutting schools or not sending children to school isn't a solution to stop the spread of the virus He also explained why it may be too early to ditch masks completely and why making a booster dose available to everyone above the age of 18 for free might not be such a bad idea dr jabil so we just wanted to ask you about the new panic that has set in because we are hearing of new variant uh, and more cases are happening in delhi should we assume that it's a new variant since there's a sudden increase in cases no no you you can't assume i mean my information is that delhi is still showing a mix of variants you have both delta as well as omicron and different sub variants of omicron so it's really a mixture it's not that one variant is dominant in delhi i think this sort of a situation is expected what get, would uh, be the strategy if we continue to see increase in cases increase in cases is acceptable increase in hospital rates is not acceptable uh increase in cases will happen because of the nature of this virus so the the only strategy there is to make sure that you are vaccinated because then even if you get infected the disease is going to remain mild uh and if you if you do get infected remain isolated uh there is very little else that you can do with a virus of this kind 
we are seeing an increase um, in cases among children so uh, do we need to shut schools yeah. again so i think the the approach of uh, at least in delhi that i am aware of is fine they're using a very decentralized approach where the government has gives told schools you take a call so if for example there are five kids in class 8 who get uh, infected you have the option of telling all of class 8 to stay home uh, without you know affecting the other classes we will have to follow such decentralized approaches over a period of time it doesn't make sense anymore to keep schools shut uh, children have lost enough in terms of learning and also you know the reality of uh, of a delhi uh, convent school uh, private school and a public school are very different it should not be guided by the you know frenzy of uh, rich parents closing all schools means that in government schools children are also uh, losing out on the one nutritious meal that they were getting in the day that's the reality of india i really think that we need to be uh, more sort of decentralized in our approach uh, to the problem so when we see headlines like 27% of uh, patients in hospital are children uh, is that more out of panic the fact that they are admitted means that doctors felt that they had to be admitted you also remember that children are the least vaccinated category in india at this point uh, i mean india has opened up vaccination for 12 plus now my sense is that the numbers are going to be fairly low and i keep taking people back to uh, the fourth icmr zero survey which was done in july 2021 at that time all schools were shut yet if you look at the zero prevalence in children it was 52% half of the kids surveyed got infected in a in a home setting so to blame that children will get infected in schools uh, is not logically and scientifically correct on the other hand children are losing out a lot by not going to school so it's time to really start living with the virus start living sensibly uh, and not have a sort of one solution for everything uh, delhi is different from chatisgarh which is different from kerala or arunachal pradesh uh, i think it's time to let uh, local governments local bodies uh understand the pandemic and and run the pandemic response but having said that uh, dr jamil should there be more focus by all state governments uh, or local uh, local bodies on uh, vaccinating more children absolutely absolutely it goes without saying that children should be vaccinated uh, we should also make sure that adults who have not received the second dose get their second dose uh, adults who have other comorbidities should get uh, the booster dose so the one big difference between this pandemic and all few earlier pandemics 
is that we are now testing in real time. So instead of worrying about people in hospitals, we are worrying about people who got infected. Uh, and that's driving a lot of anxiety. Uh, I would worry more about people getting into hospitals. And if that's not happening, then we just have to live it out. Do we have enough data to show that the vaccines that we are recommending for children are safe enough in India? If you're referring to the Covaxin episode with WHO, the WHO, you know, as far as I understand, WHO has not questioned the safety of the vaccine. What WHO has questioned is some lapses in what we call good manufacturing practices. And good manufacturing practices have a lot to do with bookkeeping. My understanding is that WHO has called out the manufacturing process. WHO has not called out the safety of the vaccine. Let's not be under the illusion that the vaccine that is being given to children is unsafe. If parents are anxious because of this WHO thing, then um, I think they have all reason to be anxious. And it is for the government and the company to allay all the fears. And this is something that the Drug Controller General of India needs to come out, you know, walk up to the plate and clarify. I'm, I'm amazed that WHO is saying something like this and DCGI is remaining quiet. I have not seen any statements from DCGI. It is their responsibility to, uh, you know, allay all the fears that parents may have uh, for their kids who are getting Covaxin. What you're seeing in other countries where people are going in for a, you know, fourth or a fifth booster, do we really need that? Unless we get a drastically different variant. Uh, I really don't see any point of that. Uh, you know, face it, majority of Indians have already been exposed to Delta or Omicron. Uh, so majority of Indians have what we call hybrid immunity. Immunity that comes from infection plus vaccination. And that's really the best kind of immunity. Uh, so unless a drastically different variant emerges and starts evading you know, pre-existing immunity much, much better, I don't see that happening. Uh, I mean, Israel has given four doses to a majority of their population. Has it reduced the number of infections that are happening there? No. Indians are not different from other people elsewhere in the world. We may like to think we are exclusive, but we are not. Uh, and we have to just follow the evidence that other people are producing. With all these new variants like XC that, has uh, that we are now talking about, do we still uh, stick to masking as one of the main uh, sort of precautions against uh, all the new variants which would come up? So first of all, XE, uh, I mean, it, it sounds very nice and very threatening. Uh, but uh, the fact is that XE hasn't really expanded in the country. UK has about a thousand cases of XE by now. I don't see anyone taking any precautions here because the 
population is so heavily vaccinated. I think what Indians need to do is to use uh, their judgment, uh, avoid crowded indoor spaces as much as you can. If you have to be in a crowded indoor space, like in a in a public bus or in a train, uh, or even in a room with a lot of people, uh, wear a mask and try as much as po possible to keep spaces properly ventilated. Uh, so the best thing to do in a classroom would be to keep windows open. Yes, if you go to a school that has no windows you can open because the class is air conditioned, uh, you are in trouble. Uh, but most schools in India have windows that you can open. Run the fans at high speed and keep your windows open. If you're vaccinated, if you have already had a bout of COVID, uh, it is very unlikely that you will get serious disease even if you're getting infected again. Unless, of course, you have serious comorbidities. All I'm trying to say is there is no one solution for everyone. All we can do is sort of lay, lay out things to people the way they are. Uh, at the end of the day, each one of us is responsible for ourselves. Uh, well, with government uh, saying that boosters for 18 plus age group uh, can be had in the private sector and you'll have to pay for it. Uh, do you think that's the right way or should we be sticking to our uh, free for all uh, so that people who are really at risk can actually come forward and uh, take the vaccine without worrying about the cost? Well, in the ideal world, yes, that should be done. Uh, so I'm sure the government has taken cognizance of uh, the funds available in the vaccination program. Uh, but, you know, if I were making the policy, and I'm not, uh, I would give free vaccinations to everyone because vaccinations are the most cost-effective, most economic public health measure. The cost of even one person getting admitted in a hospital uh, is much more than hundreds of vaccinations uh, that you can give. And I'm sure the people who are making policy will uh, look at this angle. And uh, if there are enough takers, uh, go ahead and, and make it free for all or maybe if they make it free for all a lot of more, lot more people will take it um, but yes i i would stick to this that uh, vaccines are the most economic public health measure maybe if uh, if something can be worked out so that people who can't afford to get the booster can get a free booster it will certainly be a good public health measure and in future, we'll continue to see more variants. And uh, like you said, is the only strategy left to us is to leave it in a decentralized way so that each state designs its own policy? Yeah. Or is there something that needs to be done centrally in terms of surveillance to find out if there are new variants in circulation, uh, whether they are more infective? Because often states don't have the capacity to do that. I think surveillance is, is a very important part of it. And that rests with public health authorities. Uh, and that is where uh, you know, the center and states need to coordinate. 
uh, you know, sewage sampling has come up in a very big way in the rest of the world. And in India also, we are seeing a lot of sewage surveillance happening. The important thing about sewage surveillance is it tells you what's happening in the population. And generally, it's been seen that before a new variant emerges in a population in a symptomatic manner, you can catch it uh, in these environmental samples uh, at least uh, a week ahead of time. So if that is happening in a very robust manner, then you could almost predict what's going to break out in the population uh, the next week. Uh, so some of that has to be centralized. I'm afraid uh, that is not happening as far as my information goes. Does it make sense for us to do, for not just for us, but for any country to do what China is doing to target zero COVID? Does it make sense for uh, any country to be doing that? No, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. What China is doing is silly. You can't shut down a whole city for a few infections. Uh, it's, you know, shutting down a whole city means also means you're affecting livelihoods. You can't just keep yourself protected from the virus uh, and not, you know, live your life. Uh, I think the time has come after two years and with enough vaccination to, to open up and, and just learn to live with the virus. The virus is not going away anywhere. Uh, but those of us who have been vaccinated, those of us who have uh, been exposed to the virus, uh, will continue to be protected largely from severe disease. Honestly, if you look at the data now, uh, for COVID to become what we call endemic, uh, like seasonal flu, the uh, mortality rate has to go down to about 0.1 or less. That's the mortality rate of seasonal flu. That is acceptable to us. We don't say that, oh, the flu season is coming, so let's shut everything down. COVID, the global mortality rate now is 0.2. So it's getting there, and that, that shows you know, how effective vaccines have been. COVID global mortality rate used to be about 2%, 2.5%. Germany, for example, has the mortality rate has gone down below 0.1. Uh, France and Italy have around 0.12. UK has about 0.2. South Africa has about 0.5. US still has high. India still has high. US is about 1.5. India is about 1.9. Although the number of cases in India on a daily basis are low, the mortality rate is still high. And that's telling us something. What that tells us is either our denominator is wrong, which means that the number of daily cases, we're not mapping everything, or people are just not reporting in. I mean, they have a little cough, they have... Uh, uh, they feel a little down for two or three days and they don't come into the system. It could also be that people are reaching hospitals very late and therefore the mortality rate. But the point is that COVID is approaching seasonal flu mortality.
that's how it will become endemic what a lot of scientists are pointing out that covid also has a very serious morbidity uh, people talk about brain shrinkage people talk about how it affects your heart it affects you know various organs in very different ways so unlike the seasonal flu this seems to have long term implications for uh, not just uh, population level health but also in terms of you know non communicable diseases uh, so yeah. is there a reason for us to change our strategy because of that what change will you do in your strategy uh, you can't shut yourself away from everything it's it's not a viable option a uh, viable option is to learn to live with the virus sensibly uh, and learning to live with the virus sensibly means a few things one is uh, get vaccinated if you have had only one dose get your second dose if you've had two doses and you're eligible for a booster go get a booster those who can who have comorbidities and who, who should really go and get the vaccine the the second thing is proper ventilation and masking something else that we haven't really paid attention to is covid will become an endemic disease when we are able to control it very well with medicines today we have no medicines that we are controlling it with uh, but there is a good drug that has been discovered it is my understanding that five companies in india have been given a license to make that we have the capacity to make it let's make it uh, and have it available just like flu when you when you have a nasty bout of flu you get oseltamivir you get relenza similarly you'll get uh, a covid medicine long covid is something that we still don't understand we really have to invest in our healthcare system to be prepared for that uh, so that those who suffer other consequences of of long covid uh, they can they can be treated uh, but keeping yourself shielded from the virus by shutting everything down i'm afraid is no longer an option today's episode was produced by jairaj singh sunai marathe and anuja singh for a daily spotlight on people ideas and stories that matter subscribe to us we're available on ty plus spotify apple google podcasts and all other platforms of your choice for any news tips email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.